0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: Welcome one, welcome all. We are the fairest of them all. It is the NFC's Mixtape, the greatest podcast ever produced. In the history of not just SB Nation, the world. You can listen to this podcast at Blog of the Boys. SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content. Bleeding Green Nation, SB Nation's home for Philadelphia Eagles content. Hogs Haven, SB Nation's home for Washington Commanders content. And Big Blue View, SB Nation's home for New York Giants content. You can also watch us on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel. I am R. Joe Choa from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gowden, apparently from the Himalayas, at least the way he's dressed today.
2: Uh, for those who can't see, I'm wearing a coat and a hat. Uh, a feeling, you know, just like I need to kind of hide something, RJ. Hide something from you. And so maybe I should just really just take this off I, and uh, unveil a Kelly Green. The
1: word is unveil. Unveil. To be unveil,
2: unveil, <laughs> unveil. Whatever. Don't look. Don't ruin the, day, the uh, unveil. And unveil. Um, also going to switch over the Phillies hat, which I'm realizing now I have to take my Headphones kind of off. Uh, this is super awkward for the podcast. Mm-hmm. People have been looking forward to this podcast, RJ, since Why? the first <laughs> night of the 2022 NFL Draft because it was a very. What, what are you
1: wearing? Like you didn't even show us or anything. Night, You're just
2: like an Eagles, Eagles hoodie. Hat. It's an Eagles hoodie. Is Eagles that are,
1: is that from Homage? By the way, it is. Shout out. Shout um, out to our friends at Homage who hooked us up at espionation Nation. I RJ, bought I bought some shirts there as well, so you know, um street goes both ways.
2: Are RJ, you like? Are you really proud of
1: yourself? Like I'm, I'm, like, official I think,
2: stance, official I, stance from the NFC East and mixtape the Eagles are back.
1: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> wow. Um, wow.
1: We have a lot to get to. Obviously we're going to review all four draft classes, uh, from throughout the NFC East and maybe, um, you know do our best to impact the hubris that has taken hold uh among our friends at bleeding green nation um uh, i had one confession to make to you brandon before we started the show if you're all right with that let's hear it <sighs> i tweeted about this so you might have seen that Um uh, no. but on monday um you know we had some stuff going on and i had to take the dog to the groomer so i picked up food uh for my wife and i picked up you know but we did the, the smart thing we ordered lunch and enough for dinner you know what i mean so you know two birds one stone sort of thing and we uh, ordered from like a seafood place, uh, but kind of like a Cajun seafood place. I don't know if you've ever been to Papados. I, it's uh, like a Houston no. chain uh, that is percolated all throughout. I've Texas. not been to a
2: Houston chain. No.
1: Well, anyway, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe at an airport or something. You never know. Anyway, um, I had étouffée for the first time in my life. It was crawfish étouffée. I never really had that. Like and. An, somebody asked me why somebody like a friend texted me like how is this possible i said well you know, you know like anytime i've been to a cajun place i've always just kind of known what i wanted to eat you know like i'm not the most adventurous eater i'm not opposed to it but i like what i like um so i attacked it with ferocity and holy crap i was missing out so it's pretty good
2: Effuté, a
1: a2 i i'm so sad right now like this is the worst episode that we've ever done. <laughs> so, You're sad because of a no, there was the unveil and fuel, you know mishap, uh, and now this um let's go ahead and get started um our youtube audience is in store because we do have all four draft classes up and available for you as soon wow. as it loads there it goes uh brandon we have to go obviously in order of divisional standing which is the way they are listed here i don't make the rules um we made the
2: rules together it's a democracy mm-hmm. after all should um, we though should we though because here's my all right i i agree we usually have to do that but i feel like it might make more sense in the context of the draft to talk about what chronologically happened. um I think we're going to get like way off, but I guess we, we might as well. Um, because like, if we're talking about what the Cowboys did like already at 24, I just think there's a lot of like context that's already being like missed in the conversation. Sure. 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 Okay. Then let's
1: talk about the New York, maybe back at football giants. Uh, they land cave Thibodeau at five overall. Um, and then land Evan Neal at seven overall for their two first round selections. So, a couple of things, Brandon the Giants did not walk away with a first round pick in 2023, which we thought might happen. We speculated, we were worried about. We talked to Ed about this on the quadcast here on the mixtape. Um, and I don't know if I ever vocalized this, but it was definitely a thought in my head. If they did not trade out, because that was my worst view. They were going to pick up future draft capital in the first round, obviously. This was my worst case scenario. Coming from like a Cowboys perspective, they did not have to move. They got two awesome cornerstone foundational players in the trenches. Um, it's a pretty big bummer to have competent adults running that team for the first time in a while.
2: I am glad that they didn't get a feature first. I was on the record prior to the draft saying that was the yeah, worst Yeah, I, I think that's the
1: only way this could have been worse, to be clear. Right,
2: yes. So that's not to say they did a bad job. I'm just saying that would have been the very worst case scenario, is getting like either one of the Thibodeau and Neil and that 2023 first-round pick and maybe even more. So I'm glad they didn't get that. But the players they got are absolutely worthwhile um, players for them. I think I, I said it to stats on the podcast the today. I think you can make a case that in like a given year, especially where your quarterbacks aren't strong, these could be number one overall picks. Like they're that kind of those are those kind of prospects. We we saw Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau at times leading up to this year's draft as like the number one overall pick. Well, so, Evan
1: Neal was the number one overall player on many, you know, yeah. boards. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, it sucks. And there's an argument that Kayvon Thibodeau is the best pass rusher in the class and there's an argument that he's at worst the second best pass rusher mm-hmm. uh, i said this on monday football monday with pete sweeney i can't remember a year and this isn't an afc south mixtape, state but we're like the number one overall pick has generated
2: like fewer like amounts of juice, like nobody cares. Like everybody's like, even whatever. his name, like just like It's like a very generic name, like Trayvon Walker. You know what I mean? It's like, like Kayvon Thibodeau is a cool name. Like, oh right. wow, that, that guy's like. it's well, just, and it's like no it's, juice it's, at all.
1: It's fun to spell. Like, there's a Y and a yeah. V in there, and there's an it's X. You know, name, you know um, yeah. Tibbs. yeah, whatever. Like, uh, there's no, and there's he's no juice. He, he's so charming, and that has nothing to do with like who they're gonna be as football players. But like every interview he did, he was awesome. He was so cool. He was so much fun. uh He was on the Around the NFL podcast. A lot of people heard that. He was. Just, I mean, again, huge bummer. I think that they had the better first round of the New York teams. I know everybody's like falling in love with the mm. Jets. I don't think, and I also mentioned this on Monday, Football Monday, people are penalizing the Jets enough for trading up to draft Brees Hall. That made no sense to me. Um, I mean, it makes some sense, but it didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, but overall, if we, as we get the class back up here for the YouTube audience, yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a you know fireworks at the beginning and then Maybe not a fizzling out, but a a general kind of like chilling out for the Giants draft class. I loved the Joshua Izudu pick. We took him a lot in like the fifth round, a lot of mocks that we did. Um, Some guard tackle flexibility there. Uh, A lot of people agree that they reached on Wandale Robinson. They did not move Kadarius Tony, which a lot of people thought would happen throughout the draft. But overall, this this smells like a class... um, that is the first step in a long line of improvement. And and I don't think, I I think this makes them better, but I don't know that they, I know I, I kind of joked that they would win the division. They're, they're turning the corner
2: and that sucks to see. I do think there is some downside with Thibodeau. Like, I don't think we can just totally say all the red flags are total bunk and came out of nowhere. Like, you know, there was enough out there to kind of make me wonder uh, if there, if there is a reason he kind of fell a little bit just because, and just beyond other teams kind of being dumb or whatever. So, I'm kind of like, I think it has the potential to work out, but there's there's downside too. I don't think it's a no-brainer. Whereas Evan Neal to me is more of like just total upside. There isn't really a lot of downside there to me. Um, so I would make that distinction. Although I think you have to acknowledge how the Giants worked it out was very smart in terms of they took Thibodeau there because they realized that like- the, if What they the Panthers the tackle, were going to do. Yeah, if they took the tackle first, they might lose out on him with a team potentially trading up to six. And that might seem like common sense or obvious, but that's not something Dave Gettleman would probably do. Like he would probably mess that up. So the fact that, like, they have a GM now, like you said, like adults in the room who can kind of at least get those things right is a big deal. I agree with you. I think Robinson, a lot of people just based on you know, like consensus, big board, and whatnot, thought he might have been a reach, but a lot of people like the player. So maybe even if the value isn't right, it's still kind of an intriguing player for them. I'll uh, I'll throw in Daniel Bellinger, someone I had mocked to the Eagles, a tight end from San Diego State. He was actually the second most athletic tight end in terms of relative athletic score in this class. Didn't post big numbers in college receiving, um, but I think there's some untapped potential there. Um, Giants haven't had a good tight end in a long time. Who was the last good one? I mean, I mean, Evan Ingram had flashes, but I just, he's always hurt and he, inconsistency inconsistency um, drops. So I, I always forget really him.
1: who was the, um, the other tight end man. Um,
2: not Jeremy Larry. Shockey was no, actually, no, no, good. obviously, uh, Kevin boss wasn't actually good. They had, like no, fake good tight ends.
1: Who am I thinking of? Um, Larry O'Donnell. That's not the name.
2: Um, Larry Donald is his name.
1: Is that what what it, what it was? Um, I was told that this, big guy. Yeah. I've told this story before but um there was a thursday night game i think in 2013 um and i was i happened to be playing against my dad that week in our fantasy football league of record and New York was at Washington on this Thursday night, and I had Larry Don on. I remember talking to him on the phone before that game. I was like, Yeah, just watch. Larry Donald's gonna catch like three touchdowns tonight. Cause I had him going. Sure enough, he caught three touchdowns. Like I will never forget that <laughs> moment. Uh, so that was pretty sick. Uh, but That's- the Darien Beavers pick at the very end, that was yeah. you know, we did live shows all throughout the draft at Block of the Boys. We wanted him like basically all of day three. Um, mm-hmm. so pretty good value there. Overall, again. Solid. And I think your point about like sticking and making the right pick and just like the common sense thing is is common sense, but it's not common throughout the NFL. I look at the draft that the Vikings had or the Bears had like other new general managers like those were terrible. Like those are examples of how people who haven't done this a lot can overthink or outthink themselves. And I think that happened in Minnesota and Chicago.
2: Yeah, I think uh, one of the things I thought uh, was interesting that I read on Big Blue View as I'm looking it up here was Ed kind of uh, mentioned that uh, uh, Big Blue View's own Chris Flum, uh, who does a bunch of draft work for them, uh, wrote up 100 or so prospect profiles, which could work by Chris here. Pretty impressive. Um, but none of those players who he had profiled out of the 100 were taken uh, after day one. So uh, the exact line he used was like, I'm wondering if Joe Shane and I looked at the same player pool. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. But uh, so I think it's, it's all, I think the point there is, it was really all about day one for the Giants and getting those players at five and seven is huge for all the bad that Dave Gettleman did. His last, this is all, his one and only ever oh, trade down was like, it was an amazing trade down. Like everyone, everyone thought the Giants should have just taken Justin Fields. No way. Like, I think, I mean, the jury is very much out on him and the value they got back in return is very good.
1: He truly um, like black widow in Avengers, like sacrificed himself. You know what I mean? Like for the good of humanity, which is giants fans here. Um, I will say we, we have a mentioned. I guess we're kind of going in reverse order here. I guess we'll do the commanders next, but going in um, draft order, but but the day of the draft, the New York giants declined or rather said that they were not going to pick up whatever, same thing. Uh, The fifth year option on Daniel Jones. We kind of thought they would, um, just because it makes sense. Um, and I hate the like you know public spin that's like, well, this is actually a good thing for Daniel Jones. Because if, if he plays really well, then he's going to make a lot more money. Yeah, but it also says that they think he sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I know what I've said about Kyler Murray before. That's definitely a factor. Um, but I, I think it's, it's very, very likely that the future quarterback of the New York Giants uh, in 2023 and beyond is not Daniel Jones.
2: Sure. And he gets a chance this year to show if he's got anything. Giants didn't draft a quarterback um, when they easily could have, you know, they could have taken a shot on Malik Willis or Matt Corral or whoever else. And they didn't. Um, So that's very much remains to be seen, but, and the giant still have a lot of work to do again. It's not like, Hey, they're a finished product. And I think it's insane that you think they're winning the NFC East this year, which I heard you kind of go against on another podcast. I felt like maybe the look ahead that you didn't, I got, I got pop- a
1: little into the moment you yeah. know, on the, uh-huh. podcast. you know, yeah, okay. it's obviously the Cowboys, I mean, to be clear. Um, okay, yeah, let's. Really let's spin to the um to the commanders whose most recent nfc east titles really shouldn't count because they were years that cowboys quarterbacks were hurt for the majority of the season uh the commanders traded back i trusted uh, i'm gonna be honest i trusted that you had the list the sequence of the pick and how it traveled uh from team to team to team to team uh because washington traded back with new orleans and that was part of the philly trade and the eagles trade do you have i mean the Colts trade do
2: you happen to have that sequence well, so fifteen where well, the Eagles were pick did make pick. we're supposed to pick in this draft, and with their original highest pick was from Miami. Right. Fifteen was which from Which
1: was which started off from San Francisco, correct? Originally. Mm. No. No, that oh no, that was Miami's original pick because yes. they Miami's, gave that up. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Okay.
2: They they Miami had the choice of really giving up their pick right. or the forty nineers pick.
1: So the pick started with Miami, became Phillies. Miami became um,
2: Phillies. Right. Then, in the Jalen Waddell trade from a year ago. So, okay. So that's why the Eagles had that one. And they also had 16 prior to the Saints trade because they got that from the Colts in the Carson Wentz deal, which was obviously not even guaranteed to be a first. At first, it was a conditional mm-hmm. second that could turn into a first. It did. Sure enough, Carson Wentz didn't even last a beyond season in Indy. We,
1: there we have some Carson takes to get off here. So, relative to the
2: draft class, but keep going. He was traded to Washington. And so was this pick at number sixteen that was moved to the Saints from the Eagles to the Saints. It was the Saints' first first of their first two selections in this year's draft. The Saints wanted to move up to the number eleven spot, and just an insane trade. And I touched on that in the podcast with stats about how the Saints are some of the biggest losers of the draft. Making this yeah, the whole process
1: trade. was not worth it.
2: But listen, to, listen, to, I, there's a whole breakdown on why that's so insane, especially um, okay. So, so to,
1: to get to get us back on track, the but, pick the wait, pick tra- I'm transferred getting hands. I'm getting there. So. Okay. It,
2: the washington commanders traded down from number 11 so 216 so the pick that the eagles got for carson wentz was sent to the saints and then that pick was then sent to washington who washington now has carson wentz as their quarterback
1: so because you said that in a very confusing way the pick that washington ultimately used yes. to select jahan dodson yes was the pick originally or, or, to the like 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 moved around as many times as it did because it did not belong to Indianapolis because they gave it up
2: yes. for Carson Wentz? The pick that was traded for Carson Wentz, the Colts used this pick to trade for Carson Wentz, ended up being used by the team that now has Carson Wentz as their quarterback. That is amazing.
1: Like the theater yeah. of that is incredible. You love uh, that stuff,
2: but to me, I don't. Know. I Whatever. if
1: I if it had been if i had been the colts i would have vomited in anger like i would have been so upset that that team like got to execute that pick you know what i mean like it would have been frustrating to watch anybody pick there let it let if it had been philly if it had been new orleans after the trade whatever but the fact that it was like the fact that carson gets to benefit like in a literal sense from that pick would have just filled me with rage if i had been um you know chris ballard but if i was chris ballard i would be devoid of the ability for accountability so i maybe
2: wouldn't feel that way uh but anyway let's get this mess up and then do something else and everyone would talk about how great the next thing was seriously like chris ballard could
1: chris ballard could take five steps backwards and then one forward in the whole like nfl wow, world would be like
2: it was a great step
1: holy crap he moved forward everybody throw bouquets of roses at chris ballard's feet uh the whole washington commander's draft class Again, the Jahan Dotson thing is fine. He was somebody uh, actually in Daniel Jeremiah's final mock draft the night before the draft. He mocked Dotson to the Cowboys um, at what would have been 24 overall. Uh, But the receiver run obviously happened. And so Dotson goes to Washington. I like this. I mean, I do think this is smart. We've said this in the entire run-up, like you've you've made this carson bed, lie in it, you know what I mean? Lie in it, fluff up the pillows, you know, get a comfy blanket, turn something on the TV and and enjoy it. Um Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin, you could do a lot worse obviously uh, as a wide receiver duo. Other than that though, not a lot to really kind of write home about. Like their whole class outside of that was a little bit suspect.
2: I don't agree that Jahan Jahan, Dotson was the best way they could have went about this. I'd rather just have Jamison Williams, honestly at number 11. I don't think
1: that. I mean that I agree with, I'm talking about like in a vacuum, but you're right. Like the trade down was not really worth it. uh, If you're going to take
2: Dotson fine, it's with the trade down. It's a better way to do it. Yes. As opposed to just taking him at 11, but I just think Jamo was the clear best receiver in this draft. And I I think they should have went that direction. Um, Also, maybe I don't know, you know, maybe the, Lions didn't want to come up to 11, but if you don't like Jamison Williams, maybe try harder to get that package from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I just, I mean, the Saints deal wasn't bad for Washington by any means, but I just, I don't think that was the best move for them. I think they should have stayed at 11, take Jamison Williams. Again, this isn't just like hindsight or me saying, like, this is what I said in the quadcast. I said, Jamison Williams would scare me the most if Washington got him, so they didn't. I think Dotson might be fine. I know a lot of Penn State people who like him, which obviously they're biased, but... um, if you're a Whatever. Penn State fan,
1: by the way, and an Eagles fan, and obviously there's a lot of those, um, you've now got Jahan Dotson in Washington, Micah Parsons in Dallas, and Saquon in New York. Like, it Wild is a team. In Philly. But, I mean, who That's was? Fun. I don't know if you know this. He backed up Saquon. So. Wow. <laughs> um, I mean, there's again, this class is kind of underwhelming. Uh, it's one of the only things that made me feel like a little bit better about Dallas's class. But the Sam Howell pick yeah. um, is the one that kind of generated a lot of other conversation. Just be, And it makes sense, right? Like, And we talked about this on our live show. I mean, a year ago, people thought he would be the number one overall pick, right? Like, So like I love that idea. I love in a vacuum, like, okay, like, hey, this dude, a lot of people really believed in. Maybe there's something there. Like, maybe you trust your scouts and your, your personnel to develop him, et cetera. But... And I, to be clear, I don't think that anyone should cater to Carson Wentz, but if anyone is incapable of handling even the slightest amount of pressure from sure. that kind of direction, it's him. Like, And so I think it's amazing that two different teams, really three different teams, like, and this is the one area where I'll kind of make up for Wentz, again, his fragile ego is not a good thing that should be defended, but it has been known that it existed and the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts in spite of it. The Colts drafted Sam Ellinger, which isn't a big deal, but to Carson Wentz it is. And now the commanders like everywhere he's been, they've drafted quarterbacks. Like the last three years, I will, I will say that like, he's probably thinking like, dude, I I've, you know, I've made a huge public facade about how I don't like this. Quit doing it to me.
2: It it has more than 0% to do with him. Absolutely. Like you can't say like, it's just a coincidence. No, it has at some level something to do with Carson Wentz. In terms of not believing in him 100% long term, also potential availability issues. um Obviously, last year, especially with COVID, but now, well, you know, just with injuries and whatnot. So, it's a fine, you know, it's a fifth round pick. So whatever. I, I think Sam Howell does suck. Like, I remember watching him early in this season because there was buzz. He could be a top quarterback and the Eagles potentially, you know, we're going to be- That's the, Mar- the Eagles are terrible. They need a quarterback, right? Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I was watching that, him and I was like, all right, let's see. And I was just like, the first game, I was out. I was like, this guy stinks. Like this, this guy is not a good player. So uh, I think it's kind of a waste of time and just that I don't believe in the player. But in terms of the resources, it's like a, why not? He- Heineke is going to be a free agent, I believe after this year um Carson Wentz could very feasibly be gone after one season so why not take another quarterback just to have there um and have in house but uh yeah I don't it doesn't really move the needle probably will make no impact but whatever it's there you took a chance on day three it's fine
1: commanders are whatever that's they're the most whatever we want to give
2: the giants as a grade and commanders Should probably grade these
1: I think giants is a solid a if you want to bump it down to an a minus you want to take some shine away Yeah, dude, I love it, and I but because I think you have to grade like relative to expectation and relative to context, like relative to who they are and where the franchise is at. So I think it's an A, like it's it's the right direction. Um, so good for them. Commanders, C plus, B minus. I mean, depending on what mood you're in, like, does it move the needle? Like, at least the Giants. And again, I if they win the division, let's just remember that I predicted it. But um, but they they do seem like they are like aware right like they're like look like we're not one of the division like we got to figure out this daniel jones thing whatever like but in the process we can you know build things up the right way so that when we get to the place that we want to be at we're ready to roll i have no idea what washington's doing like they're so stagnant they won't pay terry mclaurin you know they're trading for carson wentz which exemplifies this like kind of win now proposition like they're they're they have their hands in multiple cookie jars, and I just I don't I I'm not on board with that. I'm not on board with Ron Rivera, um. So that's why like it's hard to identify the direction they're going. It's a C plus for me.
2: A minus for me from the Giants. Um, I just don't really sort of love, not really thrilled, jazzed about anything they did outside of day one so much. And then Washington, I'm just gonna give them a straight up C. I don't think there's anything intriguing super intriguing about this class at all It's an average draft class it wasn't terrible i think they could have done a lot worse the trade down i thought was a reasonable move for them in a vacuum but they should have just taken jameson williams um if they got him i would have given it at least a b at least a b minus so uh yeah it's just fine it's that's what's more the same in washington kind of just they're fine They're status for, quo for as much as a, a dumpster fire they are a lot of their moves are kind of just like fine Like, they're not like, like, oh my gosh, this move is incredibly Uh, dumb. If if
1: they were the Lions, I think they'd be regarded as like somewhat successful, but because they carry the burden of the organization, it's like trash, 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 you know what I mean? So, um, I agree with that.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
2: Um okay. Ready to move on to uh the loser Eagles. Ready? Move on to the Eagles who were supposed to pick at fifteen, but at number thirteen, they traded up to take Jordan Davis, who is exactly who I wanted them to take RJ. I said mm-hmm. that sure leading up did. to the draft. Mm-hmm. He was basically my Devonte Smith from last year. Now mm-hmm. so was Jameson Williams. Sure. I wanted both. You can't have I, two, by the way. I can because the Eagles had two first round picks. I wanted mm-hmm. them to get both. Um know. It's 1A, 1B, honestly, for me. I would I'm lean with Jamison Williams. He's the wide receiver. It's more fun. But guess what? They couldn't get Jamison Williams. He was off the board before mm-hmm. they could. The Lions traded up there. So mm-hmm. next best thing, Jordan Davis. Too many people are overthinking this, RJ. He was mm-hmm. the he's voted as the best defender in college football last year. Won the Czech Bednarik Award on the national championship team. He mm-hmm. is literally the second most athletic prospect ever. only behind Calvin Johnson. Like when you can take a chance on that guy, I think it's pretty obvious. You have to do that. Now, some people wanted Kyle Hamilton instead. And obviously if the Eagles had stayed at 15, they could have gotten their pick of Davis or Hamilton. Pretty sure Howie had good info that the Ravens wanted Davis. Some people are like, Oh, the Eagles didn't even need to trade up because the Ravens wanted Hamilton. I mean, You can blame Howie for a lot of things. You cannot blame him for being like out of touch in terms of what's going on in the market. Like he has a really good sense of what's going on and value. Now
1: we're we're loving Howie. is an amazing I mean, he had a good draft.
2: Well, even last year when I was more critical of him, a lot of people were mad about how the Eagles traded down from six because they're like, what if Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts are there? And I thought that was a fair criticism at the time. But sure enough, I think it was clear that Howie realized that the Bengals were going to take Chase and the Falcons were going to take pits and neither of those players were going to be on the board. So he totally read the room correctly. And I think he did it again here. They got Jordan Davis. I know he hasn't, wasn't a big time sack producer at Georgia, but like who was like Trayvon Walker, wasn't Devonte Wyatt. Wasn't that's not how their system works. they are a two gapping system. They're not trying to descend their defensive linemen up, flying up the field at the quarterback to rack up sacks. That's not the style of defense that they play. So I think you put him in Philly uh, I think he's going to be able to allow, be allowed to attack more. I think he's going to get you to third and long, and then allow your pass rushers to really tee off with how dominant he's going to be on the interior. And even if he doesn't work out, I, I mean, like even if he doesn't maximize his potential, I think he's a high floor, high ceiling kind of prospect. I just I don't know how he could be bad with the tools in his body and as, at least his ability to stop the run. I think there's value in that, so I'm really excited about Jordan Davis.
1: You have know, my honest thoughts or my, like, half-sarcastic thoughts? Because I'll let oh. you pick. Okay. <laughs> so, I I think the Ravens are in so many people's heads. I, like, because I think there's so many people who are convinced, and I'm not saying it's impossible, uh, but, like, the Ravens are taken, of The Ravens. And I know we all, like I said, like, that would be the most Ravens pick of all time, like, to just sit there and have Jordan Davis fall to them. And, of course, like, they sat there and literally everybody else fell to them because uh, that's just the way the Ravens work. But I I will say... On the surface, and, and, like, if you go back and you watch or listen to our coverage of the draft, we all were lavishing the Eagles, like, credit, 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 because I agree, like, cre- there's a lot of credit that's due. But I also, okay, what is, what is the, like, you know, um, the thing in the Death Star? Like, the one tiny little Achilles heel that can be exposed here. It's that I think that the Eagles maybe are, and maybe they don't care, but they're, like, forfeiting potential value with things. Like, you're, you're spending, you trade it up, to Mm -hmm. draft a player who cannot play on third downs that like that's true but okay but like uh, in a like a general sense, like in a philosophical sense, is not going to be the same level of usage to you on third down. But that's fine, right? Like you you feel like you can maximize his contribution level like elsewhere in different parts of the game. Okay, like I am I can get on board that you think that, and it's certainly very possible. Again, I'm not saying it's impossible or stupid, but that's, that's a true data point to consider. We obviously haven't mentioned the trade for A.J. Brown. On the one hand, I really do legitimately acknowledge that Howie and the Eagles have said, you know what? We kind of stink at this. We cannot draft wide receivers. Let's look at the history of Nelson Aguilar and JJ Arthiga Whiteside and Jalen Rager, who I can't believe is still on the Eagles roster today, by the way. And Devontae Smith, who is the worst of all of them. All right. We are not good at drafting these guys. So let's just like get one. That's already good. Right? Like let's, let's stop. Let's take the question and the mystery out of this. Let's just pay for a proven commodity. I respect that. On the other hand, I mean, Again, I I don't like feel you should you should die on the hill of like well I want because I think Stephen Jones does this a lot. Stephen Jones is like, well we got to have that first round pick because we got to have that fifth year option. Like we we have to have that and it's important and and it's a it's a definitely an important part of building your team and the finances of a team, et cetera, et cetera. But you completely forfeit that and trading away that pick for AJ Brown and you pay him right away. And I understand the like the hit from that comes later a little bit, but that's you know it's it's a little bit aggressive but 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 hang on as i as i land this plane i think this is this is where the eagles have needed to get back to like in my mind i always associate the eagles like when i think about the times where i've been like fearful of the eagles from a cowboys perspective it's when they're willing to like send the house you know what i mean it's when they're willing to be aggressive and i do think that we saw that sort of idea and disposition here i think the n'kobi dean pick is an example of being aggressive in its own way so I feel like it it's measured, but it's also aggressive in a way that the Eagles haven't been. Like, I feel like the Eagles were really conservative for a while with their draft. Th- this is this is a dumb way to put it, but this is like a la the Carson Wentz trade. This is, we like these guys. We're going to go up. We're going to get them. We believe in our scouting system, and we know it's going to work. And when they've operated that way, it has generally worked out for them.
2: I think it's about making bets, too. You know, there's, there's, necessary, there's never necessarily short things in the draft. Obviously, there's varying degrees of that. But Jordan Davis, again, it's just like this is such a rare kind of player that is not just in any draft. So, like, I think you at the end of the day, you kind of feel good about making this bet on this kind of player. And then with AJ Brown, like, I think it's overthinking it to think like the contract isn't worth it. I mean, this is this is like one of the best receivers in the NFL, at least in terms Uh, of an efficiency standpoint. RJ, this guy is a guy who ranks. I know, I know, Michael
1: Kiss loves him. And like, yards per route
2: run last year, second in yards per route run in twenty twenty when he was a Pro Bowler. And then 13th as a rookie in 2019. Like this guy has been extremely efficient. The volume numbers aren't there with some of those other top receivers. Guess why? He's playing in an offense that runs the ball a ton because they are Henry.
1: Thank God he's coming to the Philadelphia Eagles. No, oh,
2: I agree. <laughs> that, that is a problem. I think the Eagles want to pass the ball more, but sure. But that's not him. That's not reflective of his talent as much as just the situation. And I agree. That is certainly something to monitor, at least this year. But guess what? AJ Brown is 24 right now. So he's going to be here for a long time. Is I Andy also, Brown not the best receiver in the NFC East. I think there's a strong argument
1: that he is. I mean, it's, it's difficult. Like we talked about that too, like in our coverage, like, I mean, his, who's his heaviest competition, Terry McLaurin, maybe CD Lamb. Like if you're, if, if you're generous, you know what I mean? Um, I think CD has potential to take, take over that man. but he hasn't done it yet. Um, and so, which again, like pisses me out that the Cowboys traded away Amari Cooper. I have two final thoughts on this. Um, well, before we get to Nicobe Dean, the mm-hmm. first is, when you mentioned the Titans and the run game, obviously Derrick Henry, I think there are times in years where you kind of are sort of forever linked to a different team. Uh, when it comes to the draft. And I think about the Cowboys in 2016. They took Zeke in the first round, and they took Jalen Smith in the second round. And people have forever said that they could have taken Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack instead of those two picks. Or, and, and this is involving another team, they could have taken Jalen Ramsey, and then if you really want a running back, could have taken Derrick Henry. And again, that like I wouldn't even say that's hindsight. Like, Derrick Henry was the raising, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Like, he was awesome, whatever. Uh, I think that the Eagles, like, kind of foil here is the Ravens. Like, again, I'm not saying the Ravens draft is exactly what the Eagles draft would have been, if not for everything that happened but i do think that you kind of are like there's a wonder back and forth between baltimore and philly for a few years based off of these players i think if kyle hamilton develops into a superstar you're a little bit bummed but i but then i think you probably feel like well the eagles were never going to do that that's how i would feel if i was a Cowboys fan like they were never going to draft
2: a safety that high in the first round it whatever literally never taken right a first round safety in the franchise history
1: <laughs> the other thing that i was going to add before we get to the nicobe dean pick um and now I'm really being BLG about this, but so there's a lot of chatter and I'm not saying this is like the reason, but like, well, you know, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown worked out together and Jalen told him, I'm going to talk to the Eagles to get them to trade for you. Even if that's like 10% of the reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I, I'm willing to concede that it's possible that Jalen suggested it And the Eagles, said, you know, we hadn't thought about that. Let's think about that. And then they like fell in love with the idea. I'm not in love with the idea of doing anything that your franchise quarterback wants that you are not like married to. You know franchise what I mean? Like franchise
2: quarterback, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like if if you're married to Jalen Hurts, y'all live together, you have a dog and a kid. By all means, like merge the bank accounts, like go all the way in. But this is like, you can't be half in, half out, and then like make a big move like trading for AJ Brown, which obviously in a vacuum makes sense too. But so like that, like if if we think about the long term future here, okay, part of the reason that AJ Brown is super excited to be in Philadelphia is because his boy Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. You yourself, rightfully, don't think that Jalen Hurts is the future quarterback of this team. How's AJ Brown going to feel when they give him the boot next year?
2: I mean, I think it'd be apparent that he would like deserve the boot because I think there's enough. Wow, well, then AJ is going to want now. the boot
1: too. He's going to want to get no, out.
2: No, this is drama, drama he, about to unfold, baby. Eagles didn't acquire AJ Brown because. Only because of Jalen Hurts. I think it's more than 0%, but I think it's much less than 100% that that played a factor. And again, he's only 24. So that's the thing. Like, I think with some of these other receivers that were out there, we're like, you know, 28, 27, like, and you're signing them to these big money deals, you know, that's just not necessarily, you're not necessarily getting them in their prime, or at least when the quarterback might be, you know, ready to go and be in full form. So uh, I think there's a good chance AJ Brown outlasts Jalen Hurts here. And I think, I'm pretty sure he'd be understanding of that. Again, if the Eagles are at a point where they can't beat good teams like they did last year, they're doing nothing in the playoffs. A.J. Brown, R.J., did say he is not a regular season player. He wants to win, and he wants to win it all.
1: The uh, most notable players to leave the AFC for the NFC this offseason have been Carson Wentz and A.J. Brown. So, you know, people who hate on the NFC Al, East... specifically.
2: You said the AFC. AFC. You're talking about just the South. The
1: The AFC as a whole. Like what other star has left the AFC in general for the NFC?
2: Tyreek. Well, no. Okay. Uh, I don't know.
1: That's what I'm saying. The biggest names are Carson Wentz and AJ Brown. And they both wind up in the NFC East. So all these people who are like, oh, you know, I call it the NFC Least because it's full of bad teams. Well, you watch out, all right? People are coming to play in this this mighty division. Um, last thing before we grade the Eagles, the yeah. Dean thing. Now this is for real. The last time that I'm gonna be BLG, so here we go.
2: I like food. Yeah, that Pizza. is such a good impression. Pizza, I mean, Pizza. sandwiches, All right, this is what I do. I just say Sixers. Ah, the the uh, ah. Uh, food everyone's really confused that i'm talking <laughs> twice at the same time right now um
1: so being blg the Nicobe dean thing has enormous potential and i have not combed the comment section at leading green nation because i don't want to venture into that toxic sludge but um I would imagine that there are people who are like we just got the best linebacker in the draft like we got him in the third round blah blah whatever very possible but and while i understand like all these people's like caping is well nicobe dean says that it's a lie whatever is out there about him okay cool so like we either believe this and i'm not saying that it's it's like it's not true that maybe nicobe dean's just on the wrong end of some coincidences that has happened before but so we either believe this one person or literally everybody, everybody else in the <laughs> every entire NFL. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and it's a third-round pick. So, like, if it doesn't work out, hey, yeah. like, not at the end of the day. But, and I, I hope I'm wrong because I want every player to to play well and get paid and experience success. I tr- really, truly do. But if I had to bet on what's more likely, it's that the entire rest of the NFL world was correct about what is happening here, and that's why Nickooby Dean lasted as long as he did.
2: You went at 83. It's a totally an acceptable risk, even if he doesn't Agreed. become Agreed. anything. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. But like I agree, I agree with you, and I've, I've been consistently saying this. You can't just assume. I, I just hate the assumption that every time a player falls, it's just like everyone is being dumb, and this is a steal. Like that's not how it works. That that is sometimes how it works, and yes, sometimes teams do overthink it. But it's not always the case. Like there are players. It is, who it fall, is more often than not the case. You know what I mean? Like it is. They're it is falling more... for a reason, and it might not be a good reason. But it, there's something. There's some reason. It's not like yeah. there's no reason.
1: I hate to be the the like person and like you you know how many times do like fans say this like you're not the scouts for the team. They get paid to scout, so like let's just trust them. Okay, fine. So I hate to be that person. So let's but, just not talk about football. But um like there are literally professional corporate entities worth billions of dollars who spend full years evaluating this entire process so mm-hmm. to your point if if a player is falling it is generally for a more than understandable reason
2: so we'll see I mean Nicobe Dean and Howie Roseman both said that he will be participating in Eagles rookie minicamp this week that seems like a positive sign we will be interesting to continue to monitor if he's practicing in OTAs and training camp and everything if, if that's all going well then okay this looks like there weren't any red flags but if it's like well, Kobe Dean isn't practicing and it's training camp and he's missing a couple weeks. So it's like, okay, then maybe there was something here. Or maybe he practices like two practices and all of a sudden he's out for like a couple weeks because, you know, something flared up, you know? Like, so I am very much, this is like, it's file away. It's not that there's necessarily something wrong with him right now, but this is very much like monitor moving forward. Mm-hmm. And again, maybe it'll be a non-issue. I think it's possible that that's the case. I'm not saying I definitely know that there's something wrong, but, Joe Shane I don't know if you saw this RJ said something to the effect of like he didn't want to get into why the Dean was falling because he was asked about I think you know like the Giants beat writers are like why didn't you consider him here did you consider him here whatever and he he basically said what I just said like there were some things going on with Nicobe, but I don't want to get into that so it's like well what, what is that so I, at the same time <laughs> that you're hearing that Howie is saying oh he's fine oh like what the what the heck
1: I think and you know tell me if you disagree i think joe shane's the official general manager of the NFC's mixtape like why there was there was well there was some weird like what's his name is it Sean shane like whatever like he's, oh, we knew it's shane. he's, he's, it's just, he's impressed don't... us like he's just kind of like you know it can't be you know jerry jones it, it can't be howie roseman you know it's it's definitely not anybody who's ever been associated with washington like joe shane you know what i mean like if we got to have one well,
2: they, they are your Giants. You think they're going to um, the NFC? All right.
1: Let's talk about my Cowboys. So they made nine picks. Everybody said there's no way the Cowboys are going to pick all nine times. They're going to move one of their four fifth-round picks. Nope. Cowboys did not trade up. The Cowboys have not traded up in two drafts. In fact, the last time they did, it was with the Philadelphia Eagles for Tyler B. Oddish. They took a different Tyler who also plays offensive line in the first round at 24 overall. Tyler Smith out of the mighty program that is Tulsa. Um, I don't know if you saw my tweets about this, Brandon, but uh, you will see that our that the Cowboys second round pick is noted as D. Williams. Um Sam Williams joined our draft day coverage on Saturday and we interviewed him. Um his obviously excitement to join the Cowboys. And he actually specifically told us that he wants Cowboys fans to refer to him as D Williams. His middle Bart. name is is his middle name is Garrick. Um and it's spelled D E G A R R I C K. Um so he said he go, he's gone by D, like among family and friends like his whole life. So he because wants to go defensive
2: end. That was also a joke, obviously. I don't like uh, that. It's very confusing. Like I'm looking at the screen right now. If and I'm you think
1: if you think it, it's confusing now, when he joined uh the show that day, uh it, it was the same platform that we used to put this show together. And mm-hmm. so you've got like your name down there. He spelled it there, D E E. So I actually even I only reason I know that it's spelled this way is I asked him. I said, mm-hmm. So like people are gonna tweet at you and stuff, like how do you want it spelled? And I assumed it was the D double, and he said, No, right. it's D E because it's from Carrick So it was he spelled very, his
2: own name wrong. Very,
1: very confusing situation. Um Jalen Tolbert is, I think, most Cowboys fans' favorite pick. Uh, to end day two, it was a lot of fun. Jake Ferguson, tied in out of Wisconsin. Charlie Kohler was somebody who we wanted. Literally went the pick right before uh to the Baltimore Ravens. Matt, well, let's go, you know. I like Athle-
2: that pick for the Cowboys. Athletic prospect.
1: Um, maybe going to take some time to develop, but super freak of a human. Uh, Duran Bland, you know, interesting corner prospect, but kind again, of a boring pick if we're being honest. There we go. Nice job by BLG. Damone Clark um, is the Cowboys version of Nicobe Dean had the spinal fusion surgery. Uh, a lot of people anticipate it'll be a bit of a red shirt year for him. Of course, the Cowboys are saying he could definitely play in 2022 because that's what all NFL teams say right now. Uh, but I I do like the long game there, because and and this is something that we we unpacked. But if Demon Clark is able to you know be a legitimate NFL player, but that can't happen until 2023. Okay, great. Well, Leighton Vanderish is on a one year deal, so I think the Cowboys have kind of covered their bases for the future. We'll see if it works out, but they at least have a plan. All told. I think they, relative to consensus boards, and this is something I've said a lot, reached on their first two picks. Um, again, the third pick was awesome. Uh, it never made sense that the receivers were really going to fall to them in the first round. But, Brandon, a lot of people uh, have given the Cowboys credit for addressing their needs at guard, at defensive end, and at wide receiver. Never mind the fact that these needs were literally all created by the team
2: this offseason. The Cowboys drafted three players whose name begins with J and four players who begin with D. So that's my...
1: They also drafted week-ish. Tyler Smith to play along their offensive line. They already have Ty Run Smith. They already mm-hmm. have Tyler Biotish. And they also have Terrence Steele,
2: whose initials are the same. So is Tyler Smith's jersey going to say T Y. Smith because it can't because tyron Tyron smith a lot of people think that he's going to be
1: tyl and tyron will just be um you know that's kind of gross
2: honestly tyl that doesn't (laughs) i don't i don't love that look till smith uh i think it was a reach i think it was clearly a reach you know take again it doesn't mean he can't be a good player and he's one of the youngest players in the draft if i'm not mistaken he's only like 20 years old i believe uh that whole thing about how they had to like break his legs to like reconstruct him and everything like that's interesting like maybe he i will say this he has said all of the right things like i
1: mean you know this. like not every prospect comes in and and, and is someone who you can like gravitate to from a personality standpoint he is awesome and he's super young i literally just turned 21 last month um and so there's a lot of potential like there's a i I really think a lot to work with but that doesn't you know kind of jive with their whole like hey you're in a spot where you can win now sort of yeah Um,
2: and I also and, think it's a little overrated how, like, this talk, like, he can replace Tyron Smith. It seemed like a lot of people really think he'd be better off at guard in the NFL. So, and honestly, well, that's where he's going to play to start, obviously, right. but, um, but man. the pick here should have been another Tyler and it should, but it should have been Tyler. Oh, Landerbump. dude.
1: Well, they didn't, I mean, so, uh, I don't know if you saw this, we had. I don't know if Too you saw committed. this. We, we had an article go out at blogontheboys.com that noted that the Eagles actually drafted more of the Cowboys 30 visits than the Cowboys I did. did. Um, and so, but somebody who was not among the Cowboys 30 visits was Tyler Linderbaum, the center
2: mm-hmm. who went to the Ravens. I mean, I just think they're, like, Beattis isn't any good, man. Like, he's, like, they've, they, you can He's play. fine. Like, I That's do think you can win with him, but he's not definitely a, a strength of the team. You're not winning because of him. And I mean, not to say, like, you win because of your center, but he's, the point is he's not a strength. He's he's fine. He's just a guy, probably. He's, he's But, like, you could have had someone who I think offers a lot more than that. And I, I think what the Cowboys did here is kind of be like, okay, we don't need to upgrade at center because he's fine enough, but we do need to upgrade at guard. And I think that's kind of how you make mistakes in the draft, because if you're taking the best player available or at least something closer to that, I think that's how you end up with Linderbaum instead. And I don't think the Cowboys did that. I would have been honestly, genuinely, I would have been much more annoyed if the Cowboys took Linderbaum than they took Tyler Smith.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, It was you know there was a lot of chatter coming around that this was going to be the pick even as early as Wednesday um a lot of people were kind of freaking out a lot of cowboys people were like oh no please 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 and sure enough it wound up being that um it's i mean again it's objectively a reach and that like i think and you run into this too like people hear that and they're like well quit hating and like the the most frustrating thing and i've i've said this a lot but is people you know i i've gotten this this same comment in just packaged in different wording several times in the last week you know i remember people being mad about the Travis Frederick pick too and look how that worked out yeah cool that's that's true like it's almost as if you could find an example to prove every case in NFL history um so it's a difficult draft to understand especially because the cowboys put all of their eggs into this like and that's what i what i meant about like applauding the aggressiveness of the eagles like that to me that's why like i still kind of don't understand the like aggression from the eagles like obviously the the division's winnable for them but like if you're the Cowboys and you made these moves that like showed like okay we 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 knew that like we were gonna go all in on the draft and we were gonna come away with like some awesome players, then fine, I would have sat here and said okay, you know what, you did it and good for you. And I was wrong and I'll eat this crow. But like the draft lends to the idea that they're like kind of you know slow rolling this and playing for the future. So um, a popular thing to say is I bet Sean Payton likes Tyler Smith a lot.
2: I'll give the Eagles an A minus for their
1: draft. Um... Me too. And i'll give the cowboys a i've I've given them a b minus every time i've done a grade just because i i do think they're talented players but i do think that they're they were some sort of reaches um i i'm going to show you this on our screen so our youtube audience can see it um this graphic has been tweeted around by a lot of cowboys fans who are like convinced that the cowboys are smarter than the rest of the nfl it's going to cover our faces right now brandon Um, it's just the
2: graphic that says rj loves the eagles i don't know why he would put that up on the screen right now can you
1: please read it blg because the youtube audience knows that you're lying (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, it's a graphic of Sam Williams and Aiden Hutchinson, D Williams, D Williams. Well, I mean, the again, the graphic says Sam Williams, so I'm reading mm-hmm. what the graphic said. You asked me to read what it said, so I mm-hmm. did. Uh, and it's trying to compare the players to together, which these things are always stupid because, yeah, you're not so pe-
1: people have been tweeting this out. And this, like, when you compare them, it notes that in fewer games, D Williams had two less tackles, a half Maybe less sack, tackles. uh, two, whatever, uh, uh, one half fewer sacks two more forced fumbles did score a touchdown and had one half fewer tackle for loss. So people's, you know, this is like people's Trump card, like
2: boom,
1: the Cowboys roasted the NFL.
2: You know how we hate on like the graphics of like, imagine stopping this offense. And it's like, well, that existed. You sent me one over the weekend. Well, that one was actually unironic and was true, but you know, uh it's, let's, but it's, it's with players who are clearly not any good. Like, I don't know. Let's say like drew lock and, um, Kenneth Walker who I actually like but like and, and, you know and like No whatever. but
1: like so a few weeks ago I don't I don't know if you know this Stephen Jones was on the Wait, radio I was done
2: I was done with my point I would well, saying like <laughs> th- that graphic people also love to do this with just any players like people do that with Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson They're like, actually Hurts is comparable to Lamar oh, Jackson Oh well that
1: like we talked about that like I remember after week 1 Can last me? year there was something like I I mentioned this a thousand times like there was like a score center um, or sports center app or an app a uh, graphic that was like in his first eight games, Hertz had like, I, whatever it was, like three average, like 300 yards or something a game. Uh-huh. And that was more than Lamar Jackson. Right. So he's better. Um, Steven, but like, it's troubling when, like, you know, whatever sports accounts do this for likes and retweets, whatever. Like, we're on yeah. the same business. Fine. Steven Jones a few weeks ago said that Rand, excuse me, that Dorrance Armstrong was right up there with Randy Gregory, as far as production last year, because yeah, they had that. similar sack saw numbers. That. Um, so it's a little bit troubling that, that that would exist, but, um, the Jalen Tolbert pick could work out. It could be a star. The Damone Clark thing's a lottery ticket. It's a better value. If so, than even the Kobe Dean, because you got him in the fifth round versus the third round, some legitimate talent and potential like Matt. Well, go and Duran bland, whatever. Uh, but yeah, B minus for me,
2: any undrafted rookie free agents of interest for the Cowboys or other teams that you saw? Jonathan
1: Garibay uh, is the Dallas Cowboys new kicker. He's in fact, the only kicker on the roster um, out of Texas tech, uh was pretty accurate last year, and by some measurements, better than Cameron Dicker, who is more often referred to as Dicker the Kicker. Um, but D- Dicker the Kicker went to the University of Texas, so there's a lot of crossover Cowboys fans there uh, mm-hmm. that wanted him. Jonathan Garibay only went to Texas Tech. So, um, you know, hey. Um, but he's the big one, I think. He's the largest likelihood to make the roster because the Cowboys need a kicker
2: right now. So for the Eagles, they have a lot of issues i would say in the secondary still they didn't draft any cornerbacks or safeties and have needs there they weren't able to sign the honey badger which i never really kept was counting on that but the saints got him kind of a double whammy for the eagles too the saints obviously uh or the eagles owning the saints first round pick next year makes new Orleans a little bit better although i still think they're entirely delusional about what they're doing but anyway um the one to watch for or one of the top ones i should say for the eagles beyond the defensive Carson backs, strong new could be one opposite of the washington quarterback carson strong as opposed to Carson Week, um, I think that's a little interesting. Uh, a lot of people thought he could have been drafted like around, like a fourth round, fifth round kind of pick. It's just that it seems like his knees might be shot, so maybe it's kind of DOA and he just can't play anymore because no one took him. Um, so we'll see about that one. I think that one is is uh, is worth keeping an eye on. That even that he wanted to sign here, right? Because like the undrafted rookie free agents sounds obvious, but they get a choice, and ideally right. you want to go to a team where you can envision a path. And right now, the Eagles already have three quarterbacks on their roster, and uh, it's possible they trade Minshew or whatever, and, and he's a free agent after this year, and Reed Sinet is not exactly, you know, like it's roster is carved in stone or anything, but uh, it is interesting that Carson Strong saw some kind of opportunity here.
1: I would add that who was the, um, the UDFA that chose to back out of the Eagles, uh, um, e. Jay
2: Perry. Yeah. From yeah. Brown.
1: So he's like, Hey, Carson's got this job locked up. Like, I don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want to compete with that opportunity. Right. So,
2: um, that's interesting. Um, and that they wanted to, and that they were like interested in adding to quarterbacks. Like, you know, I think that's, that's not like the, they're going to uh, come for Jalen hurts job, but it does. AJ Brown,
1: Brown's pissed off, man. He's already pissed off. Like, why are you coming from my guy? Jalen hurts.
2: Um, I think it speaks to like some lack of, you know, like long-term security.
1: Bold prediction, Um, not so bold. AJ Brown is going to join Nick Casario in wearing like Jalen Hurts t shirts. That will happen at some point this offseason.
2: Why is Casario wearing Jalen Hurts t shirts?
1: He wore one last year. Remember, he wore like uh, a Hurts t shirt. Casario?
2: The Texans
1: Um, DM? Oh, my gosh. What am I saying? Yeah, I was Nick like, Casario. that's why I
2: was like, I have no idea where you're going with
1: this. I forgot my man's name, uh, Nick Sirianni. Okay. I, yeah, Nick wow. Sirianni, like, AJ Brown and Nick Sirianni are going to be wearing T-shirts. Maybe, well, Nick Casario, like, have you seen, like, he wears a lot of vests? That's, like, his thing. Um, Like, anytime well, think- he's... He's seen, he's wearing like a, it's not like a, like a button up vest. It's like an athletic vest, like a zip up, like a golf vest or
2: something. Um, so I think like, those are all Ohio area kind of guys. Like I think they, they might have went to the same college,
1: um, all guys there. named Nick too. Um, so you know, also both Italian. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can't speak to that, but anyway, okay. Fantastic edition of the NFC East mixtape. Wow. Brandon, do you have anything else left to say?
2: Um, Eagles are going to win the NFC East this year.
1: Uh, I disagree because uh, the Giants are. Anyway, Brandon, the um, the last words, however many you want, belong to you. Pizza,
2: food, I like food. Pizza, yeah. I mean that was a good impersonation <laughs> once again. Not as good as your Russell Wilson impersonation, but you know, Brandon, uh,
1: it's just I know you know I've been hearing that you like food, man, and uh, I, and, you know, we food we food. all we all we all like food. I mean, you know, it's like you know, I, it's like when I'm training, I gotta eat and, and I, I get starving because you know i'm burning you know, and what do you eat 800 900 like calories these days well you know i it's, it's a, i have um a world-class gourmet chef and um and so i'm on a strict you know it's sometimes it's carbohydrates sometimes it's not yeah, but and, what, if, what if
2: you're out and you need to get something from somewhere you know like <laughs> a, a sandwich
1: well you know um i'm my body's a temple and i got to be very 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 careful with what so i you, put into so it so you never mean, get subway then um
2: even know, though we well, were I, at the Super Bowl promoting that and signing I, sandwiches with an edible,
1: you know, Brandon, I'm not at liberty to speak heartbeat. to my my contractual agreements with anybody, but um, but you know, if I'm out and about, you know, um, if I could find a nice, you know, nice piece of salmon, um, you know, that's because again, and I'm all about energy, and and when you put positive energy into your body, you can release positive energy into the world, and that's what I'm here to do. That's my mission.
2: Uh. You gave a shout out to I- Iowa, I believe, on the end I of, of <laughs> Monday. <laughs> the state of Iowa. Know, yeah. Yeah, just the state of Iowa. Let's give out a shout out to another state. Let's pick one here. Um, it can't be where we, either of us live. I think that um, would not be fun. I think okay, we should pick a random so you, state. You
1: wanna, you wanna look uh, or give a, a shout out to a, a state within the United States? Is that this what state
2: do? is the official state of the NFC mixtape, at least today, for today okay. only. Oh, I
1: like this. It's a rotational sort of thing. Like It's like an honor to be the state. Um, I think the first one should be a state that neither of us have been to Wyoming. I've never been there,
2: but so that's one, one consideration. Um, I've never I been somewhere where we hopefully have listeners, but like not too many, because then they'll feel really special mm. for being from there. I don't think Wyoming is going
1: to work. I think that that's
2: unlikely. You might have none there. Cause I mean, more again, like
1: people, this is the NFC East mixtape and you oh. went West. I mean, so that's fine. Um, how about Maine? Like hanging up there in the top corner. Like all like I don't think Maine gets enough credit. Like they gotta hold it down. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're protecting from intrusion up there. You like lobsters? I love lobsters. Okay, then you like Maine. All right. BLG, the last words say something beautiful about the official state of the NFC East mixtape.
2: Maine. Uh there's really nice fog up there from what I've heard of. The fog rolls in, it's scenic, it's beautiful. Uh, Check out the SB Nation NFL show. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell a friend about that and tell a friend about this podcast you listen to here. Everyone was looking forward to this episode, RJ. I hope it delivered. I hope you're really coming to grips with how the Eagles are going to win the division this year. So it's a great time for all.
1: You know, uh, the Eagles almost drafted me in 2012. Thank God they did. Because, you know, go Hawks and in Broncos country. That's right.